previously on Box Cutters. Well, the time is three past seven. Have you been watching TV this week? Please give us a telephone call. Klondike 5. <laughs> is your friend a terrorist? Please phone Klondike 5. One, two, three, four. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 314. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Glenn Peters. Hello, everybody. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Oh, well, it's been... Uh, feels like it's, it's been a long time since we've done a proper... Uh, episode of Box Cutters, and by proper, I mean less work, more time spent in the studio. Ah, yes, there's yes, that. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to our, our first proper episode for a long time next week. What, what? It doesn't feel like a proper one, because it's like the world is on pause while we're waiting for these freaking sports to get out of the way. Oh. <laughs> you, you you don't think Olympics is actual television, nah. whereas I think Olympics is probably the most important television ever. And I think that this is going to be a very awkward box cutters if this is the conversation because isn't we <laughs> all we're going to talk about is the Olympics? If you're not sick of the Olympics yet, you will be by the end of this episode of Box Cutters. That is our guarantee. <laughs> well, our guarantee. It is Olympics, Olympics, Olympics. But you guarantee it. I'll, with a I'll try and bring spin. it back to reality. Uh, so this week, for a change, Brett's not going to lie something uh which is bizarre i, <laughs> I know, know it's amazing right right it's it's crazy uh we've got uh we, so we, we will be talking about the olympics at length uh later on in the show we'll also be uh we, we've got an i don't buy it uh that uh you know what they have like ads that are specifically about the olympics yeah why don't we cover those why not because this is a gold, gold, gold version of um, <laughs> box cutters. We've got some uh, some gold letters to box cutters uh, about our, our last couple of episodes. Uh, we've got some pork. Got one thing. As always, though. I, I think it's going to be bronze pork, though. <laughs> that's, that's the, do you get that from Bay Marie? We can, yeah. We can do a silver. Yeah. That's, that's what Australia's got in, <laughs> in the tank to do. Exactly. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. And now for the news. In breaking news this week, M. Night Shyamalan and Marty Noxon have joined forces to make the most poisonous television show ever. Could only be more poisonous... If it had, I've just forgotten his name. Who's that guy I don't like? Um, hold on, can I get the book out? <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's in Bad Boys with Will Smith. Uh, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Could only be more poison if it had Martin Lawrence in it. Marty Noxon, of course, was uh, a writer for Buffy, and she is famous for having written all the worst episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not like, the musical. No, not the music. No, Joss Whedon wrote that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she she wrote. She just wrote some god awful episodes of uh, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that it's universally hated. Remember that uh, that season that opened with uh, with Buffy and Dracula, Marty Noxon episode. Mm-hmm. Marty Noxon just, just like did for, she. Did she write the episode with Jar Jar Binks in it? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Marty Noxon. And uh, M. Night Shyamalan, 
Not sure if uh, you're familiar with his work, uh, but if you're not, you will be. Oh, that's the twist. He's the He's guy. He's been dead all the time. <laughs> now, has he done television? Because I only know he did that uh, film with Bruce Willis, who was a ghost. Ah, oh, uh, Unbreakable. Bit? Yeah. Um, he also did The Village with <laughs> Marky on. Mark. So Hold he did. He did. He did the film where Bruce Willis uh, was was a ghost, yes. which was called Ghost with Patrick Swayze. He also did. Uh, he also did uh, a film where Bruce Willis was a superhero called Unbreakable with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, he did a, a film where trees attacked people by releasing poisonous spores just because they were sick of people. So trees became sentient but still couldn't move but could release spores that would kill people. That's it. That was on my stockpile. I'm, it's going now. Uh, <laughs> hold on. That it. was Evil Dead, wasn't it? No, no, no. That's 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 where they trees actually become animated and rape people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, in this, they just release spores and that kills people. Uh, he did one where uh, where people were in a village and uh, and they weren't allowed to leave the village and outside of the village it was the modern day but inside the village it was really old. Oh, spoiler! Uh, don't see that one. He did. Uh, he did the the uh, one that was. Uh, I can't believe it's not Splash. Yeah, he's done. He's done a whole oh, bunch. of He films. did uh, an American Express ad that made no sense. Quite possibly. Yeah. Quite possibly, he didn't do an American Werewolf in London because that's a really enjoyable film. That's a great film. So he and Marty Noxon have uh, have teamed up to uh, to make a TV show that I couldn't care less about. I think I spoke about it too much for something I couldn't care less about. But uh, at, at least it's not a reboot of a nineteen eighties nineteen seventies uh, sitcom of some sort. Is it? Is this actually an original idea that they? This is this is actually an original idea. Un, unlike that's, that's worthy. Uh, unlike you, you don't the, get that much these days. Unlike Vince Vaughn, uh, deciding to remake The Brady Bunch, mm. which is a thing that is happening. That seems a bit unnecessary because the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest that unsustainable seems- <laughs> time. Um, Back to the news, though. And, uh, and probably the most important news. Probably, I, I think one of the most important uh, bits of news for the year, as far as international television news goes, it's... Uh, an Indian uh, TV network is suing the Nielsen Company for billions of dollars worth of, uh, of damages uh, after they allegedly, uh, after Nielsen allegedly received bribes uh, to rejig their ratings. Oh, that's cheeky. <clears throat> now, this is this is as much information as we had, as as we have, mm-hmm. that this Indian network is suing Nielsen. We have no actual uh, proof as yet that that such a thing is is happening, but it's a pretty big thing to say. I mean, this is Nielsen's bread and butter. If if you would not go after Nielsen in this manner unless you had some evidence, I, I would think, because this is probably the. Can, can you can you vilify a, a corporation? Um, not Can an you? Indian one. No, no, no. It's an Amer- they're suing in New York. They're suing Nielsen oh, in New York. Oh, I'm not really sure. Uh, if Toby Halligan was here, he would know because yes. uh, he's, well, he's can't, he pretty can much a lawyer. Vilify a corporation, but as to whether it's it's legal or not. Oh, you can because McDonald's sued those people the McLeibel case. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So. Uh, you would you would want to be pretty sure of yourself before you went after Nielsen saying, uh, by the way, everything that you do is dodgy. I mean, this 
they hold... So the reason this is the most important story in, in TV is if it is true what this Indian network is saying, uh, Nielsen are in charge of the... Oh, sorry, Nielsen is in charge of the ratings of many, many countries' Not television. Not this one. We have Oztam, which is owned by the networks. Mm. That's not dodgy at all. Nah, no, nah, that's fine. That's uh, that's above the board. Yeah. And a big hello to all our friends at Oztam. <laughs> I don't even think no one actually works at Oztam. It's a chicken. It's a chicken. It's a man, and a with, computer. It's a man with a chicken. Yeah. yeah. Man with a chicken. Uh, the so we have uh, so Nielsen own all the chickens. In in the US, they also own all the chickens in India. They own a lot of chickens in Europe. This is their bread and butter. This is what they do. They do rating surveys. Mm-hmm. If those rating surveys can't be trusted, this is going to send shockwaves throughout television all over the world. It's a, it's a very, very scary story. And that is the Box Cutters News. From when I was about seven or eight, I wanted to go to the Olympics and I wanted to compete in the long jump. It's something that I grew up thinking about. I basically dedicated more than half my life trying to achieve Olympic gold. It's gold. gold. I want a gold medal for my horse and for my country. For both of us, I'll finally have that chance. Just throw the arms in the air and stand on top of the podium. To be an Olympian means everything. Nine's broadcast of the London 2012 Olympic Games partnered with Telstra. It's how we connect. Brett Cropley, have you been uh, watching the Olympics now I, that you're a man of leisure? I watched some specifically for this show. But, uh, so, it was so, on Sunday night, the women's marathon, or should I say the ladies' or the girls' marathon. Um, hang, hang on, hang on, why? It's, it's women's marathon. It's the women's marathon. Are you sure? I'm not sure that I heard them call it that on, on the Channel 9 uh, coverage that I saw last night. Well, according to the Olympics, it is the women's marathon. Oh, yes, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the event. In, yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. commentate it. Edward Maguire likes to call them girls. Okay? Does he? Yeah, he Does likes he? Yeah, the girls. That's very Alfred Hitchcock of him. Yeah. Um, did you like the women's marathon? I did. Yeah, it was it was a nice wallpaper there as I was as I was looking across the the non-existent uh, TV news of the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was you know that was uh, from what I saw later on in the evening. Uh, it was actually consistent with keeping with the race. It did jump across the, to the equestrian uh, from time to time when there was an Australian uh, competing there. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, uh, it was it was pretty exciting. In the last ten minutes. What sort of uh, what sort of equestrian were they uh, were they going over to? Was it? Uh, it wouldn't have been dressage. That would be over jumps. right now. Jumps. Yeah. Jumps. Jumps are good to watch. Yeah, not too bad. I like the horse dancing. I don't like the horse dancing. Yeah. Actually, I don't like the horse dancing. It's very. It's very. Ooh, look at look how close I can go to the fence. Yeah, fence look how fence. close I can go. <laughs> look, look, look. Oh, I'm not going over. I'm not oh, going over that, the fence. That, I think yeah. it'd be better if they had the clowns there. <laughs> clowns in the barrels, <laughs> rodeo clowns. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, idea. no, no, I got it. We got, the I got, nasty ones. Yeah, that's good. We got it. We got it. You didn't have to. I'm, I'm now taking just, into uh, yeah, to shakes the clowns. You're just, you're just doing a shambri now. You just <laughs> so, just drive that joke home. Just really hammer it. So the Olympics in yep. television is the most important thing in television. It it really traditionally. is. Uh, it is it is the time when new technologies are, are launched and and used uh, to to their oh. maximum. What have we seen this Olympics? It is traditionally the time when <laughs> new technologies are, are launched and used, used to their maximum. It is the time when um, 
the TV makers expect a big bubble. Yep. Uh, they sell in a sales. lot of TVs in yep. sales. Uh, it is uh, it, it is a time when uh, networks that don't have the rights to the Olympics can bury all of their other shows. Um, yeah, it's it's and it's also the time where we find out a lot about TV rights and how they're built. Yes, we we find out about who can show what and who can't show anything. So let's talk about all of that. All right. Well. <laughs> Let's talk about from an Australian perspective. You have uh, you have two organisations with the rights to the 2012 Olympic Games. You have Channel Nine uh, and you have Foxtel. Channel Nine is using one channel some of the time to to show sports and swap from sport to sport to sport, which is traditionally how we used to have the Olympics in this country. And they're also simulcasting SD and HD. Oh, they're right, the main nine channel and gem. Yeah, so gem has a HD version, mm-hmm. and then there's a 3D version as well on free to air. A 3D version, which I've Correct. heard is just them replaying highlights from the opening ceremony. No, okay. So at night, no. at night time, it's highlights from the opening ceremony, and that never gets old. And <laughs> during the day, it's uh, highlights from the previous day's competition. In 3D. In 3D. So they have 3D cameras there who are actually recording yes. things in, in 3D. And it's shot, obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the three people in Australia with a 3D TV. Yeah. Um, so it's it's filmed with that in mind. So so they're, so they're doing 3D, but it's, it's yesterday's 3D stuff. Yesterday's. There's nothing live Correct. In, in 3D. But tr- traditionally in this country, we, we would watch one channel. We would have only one channel, and uh, and that channel would swap from... Uh, sport to sport to sport to try to show us the exciting stuff as it happened. Well, and the exciting stuff with Australian competitors. The competitors. Yes, and then yes. Uh, and then uh, and then delayed things of exciting stuff that had happened for other countries. Uh, not only Australian competitors, though. Like the one hundred meters was always live. Uh, last week, when it started, most of the events that Australians were in were swimming events, and there was a lot of complaints. Uh, and everybody listening to this edition of Box Cutters would be familiar with the complaints about the coverage. Yeah, and and uh, I have to say, Channel Nine, uh, Channel Nine probably hasn't done as bad a job as everybody has said uh, th- they have done. Could have been worse. Uh, it, well, it could it could have been a lot worse. It could have been NBC, mm-hmm. uh, NBC showing everything delayed uh, and then putting spoilers in the news for their own delayed telecasts later on. Uh, so, so it could it could have been a lot worse. Channel Nine has a very difficult brief because there are people who are watching Channel Nine who expect to see Australians. Competing for medals, and and actually, that's that's reasonable. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, deny them that that that's reasonable. Like if you do have every channel available, if there's an Australian in the sailing, um, most of us will go to the Australian in the sailing before watching the fencing, because we need someone to barrack for. We that's... need someone to barrack for. I mean, it's a, it's a simple thing in sport. Like I, I'm not really going to complain about that. Um, it's quite interesting that this year. Um, Okay, a lot of bad stuff about Channel 9. But this year there's been a real minimal amount of colour coverage, little montages, interviews. Mm-hmm. They've kept that at a, such a low. It was earlier on with the swimming. 
there was a little bit of that. And, you know, it's bullshit. It makes it angry. And that Neil Kearney guy, from is, is he at Channel 7 at the moment? Oh, I don't know. I hear that guy's voice, you know, every <laughs> Olympics for the last 16, 20 years. And it just makes me really angry, you know. Like, you know, the colourful larrikin oh, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just the guy trying to make it through college, you know. <laughs> So they've kept it at sport, and that's been interesting, and it's been good. I don't have I don't have Channel Nine. I want to say correct. <laughs> I, as as regular listeners to to uh, box cutters would know, I subscribe to Foxtel subscription pay TV cable, and the so the morning after the opening ceremony or the the day after the opening ceremony, I woke up uh, in the morning. Switched on my television, wanting to see some Olympics coverage, either from from late that day or, or from the the night before. Switched on to Channel Nine, saw five blokes at a desk talking about footy. Called up Foxtel and said, "What do I need to do to get those eight channels of Olympics on my TV right now?" So the it, it was only twenty one dollars to get the entire sports package. And if you're already a subscriber to Foxtel Sports, you automatically get the eight channels. These are eight 24-hour channels that, uh, aside from, I think, half an hour twice a day, are all just sport, sport, non-stop sport. And you're seeing entire... Entire sessions, so you will be able to sit there and watch four hours of boxing in a row. You'll be able to to watch all of the velodrome racing that that you want with no interruptions. The only interruptions that happen are uh, a few ads during natural breaks in play. Whereas uh, Channel Nine last night had the uh, the the historic moments where uh, two women went into a round for the first time ever in Olympics uh, into the boxing ring and they showed the first round and then forgot all about it. Really? Because it was, it was, it's only nine minutes of television. That you'll you remember to watch this there. forever. And yeah, yeah. Then it was a lot. The uh, Foxtel's coverage has been extraordinary, and I've stayed up late many many nights. Glenn, uh, Glenn found an article in The Age uh, that talked about people who are able to hack into a BBC feed of, uh, of the Olympics and, uh, and watch pretty much any uh, coverage of the Olympics that, that they want mm-hmm. via the internet. Now, this, this was an article in The Age that, Brett, uh, that Glenn uh, made me aware of, Brett, uh, I don't believe Glenn has done this himself because he's not very no. technological. Yeah. So um, the BBC coverage... He's got an old iPod. Yeah, old iPod. Oh. Uh, the BBC coverage... Uh, so Foxtel, get me this straight. You, can you go on the Foxtel website and watch the... I can, I can, do, that. I can do that right now. I can, and, and you can watch it live on the Foxtel website? Uh, not, not on the website. I've actually got an, an application for my iPad. Yep. Uh, for my tablet device. So BBC uh, have 20 channels online. Really? Of everything playing right now. So this is really interesting because uh, right, the, the next Olympics, IPTV, will be well and truly in full swing. Yes. What happens next? Uh, right. Still it'll be broken up by territories, so, so there'll be an Australian rights holder for IPTV. Which is which is fine for for most people, but 
we all know that it's very easy to get around those things. When we're talking about Olympics being uh, great technologies, maybe they'll have a, a way to geolock uh, geolock IPTV uh, above and beyond anything that can uh, be got around through a Brett special fancy, for example. So this is this is perhaps the last Olympics of an era. Quite, for quite television. possibly. Quite possibly. I think uh, for, for television in our country, definitely. Uh, I, I we, we still care about the Olympics a lot in Australia. I'm wondering if America actually cares about the Olympics as much when they're not hosting it. Uh, I wonder if... I, I mean, the, the UK obviously care about it now. It's, it's often these smaller poorer countries that really care about the Olympics. It's their chance to, to shine. The other day I saw uh, in the walking, Guatemala uh, got silver. It was one of the most amazing moments I've seen because it was their first ever medal in, in, the Olympic, in the Olympics. I don't know if Channel 9 showed that moment. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to see it on, on Foxtel. I got, I got to see the end of the walking, replayed, and that important moment for Guatemala shown as a it, it was a repeat shown just for the sake of, of being able to say this is an important moment for Guatemala it's countries like that where the Olympics are, are still really really important and they're important in Australia because we are sportsmen I love the Olympics I really I really love the Olympics so every four years and and for me uh, I, I'm really glad that uh, Soccer World Cup and the Olympics are in uh, a kind of alternate uh, in, in cycles so that every two years I have a major sporting event to look forward to. And I'm the same. I, I do love that. And, and so I just, I just go crazy. I think Lyndall has discovered that... Uh, I don't think she remembers from last Olympics because we didn't have the coverage that, that we have now. I... Love the. I can get into pretty much every sport that they show, other than the horses going very close to the fence, but not quite over the fence. One of the great things about the BBC website, I've heard, um, <laughs> is that they run a, feeds, a friend who's not you has a, told you. Yeah, they, they'll run a feed of a sport, but they it's pre- it's a feed prepared for an outside channel, so there is no commentary. <sighs> oh, um, Fox Sport used to show the cricket like that. Yeah. Uh, they show uh, also Sheffield Shield like that. I am Fred Willard in Best in Show watching any of the sports. Now, my partner Lucy, she's sick of it. She's had <laughs> enough of my commentary. What, just now? <laughs> just now. Some huge, some huge uh, historic moments that Channel 9 has missed. Yes. Uh, the Guatemalan winning the first ever medal for, for Guatemala. Uh, the rest of the boxing... The, the women's boxing match. Mm-hmm. The first woman to ever slam dunk a basketball. Did they miss that? I think they got that. Uh, no, they did not show that live. Oh, okay. They did not show that live. Liz Cambage, a- Australian basketballer, plays for uh, Bulleen yeah. uh, in Victoria. They were showing some uh, like ribbon gymnastics or but something like that. You know that. what they did get? The James Magnuson swim. Again? Um, they also got the James Magnuson swim. They replayed that more times than Channel 7 have replayed Get Smart. Which swim they, was that? The James Magnuson was swim. Was that where he lost? Yeah, all of them. 
Yeah, they were they replayed that. They replayed the James. Also, they showed the James Magnuson swim. There was one point. Apparently, he was swimming against some fingernail that beat him. Yeah. That uh, did they show the James Magnuson swim? Um, one point, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to go to the toilet, and I just thought. Oh, wow. I'm a little bit awake. I can watch some quality Olympics right now. I turned it on, and they're showing the James Magnuson swim. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning. They replayed it and talked about it. There's so much live sport on at that time. If you don't want to watch swimming on Foxtel, you just go to a different channel. The second week without swimming, they were trying their best, and, and they've been they've redeemed themselves they've, they've quite done, a bit. Yeah, the Channel 9's um, reporting um, has been it's quite good in the second half, so credit to them where credit's due. Yeah, they've done uh, they've, they've they've done pretty well, and as as I said at the at the start, they've got a really tough job, a, a really tough job because they have a lot of people to to make happy. Uh, they have people who just want parochial coverage to make happy. They have people who want uh, who, who want a lot of coverage of many different sports to make to make them happy. Uh, there are things that they could have done differently. I think uh, before this, Channel Nine has only had the Winter Olympics uh, and the Commonwealth Games. The uh, Winter Olympics very different to showing a Summer Olympics. I think they've learned a lot of lessons uh, in showing this Summer Olympics, and, and there will be huge debriefing sessions uh, at Channel Nine after this. And uh, I'm sure that they will. Uh, look at how they can improve things for if, next time. If what I saw last night was was an example of how they're going about things, which was uh, the, the the cycling and the basketball Australia versus Canada on at the same time, and they kept on switching back and forward and back and forward between the two sports, presenting neither of them well, so so nobody comes out the winner out of that experience. Um, that would I would turn off so quickly if that was an ongoing issue with their and coverage and, and it's it, it is something that it, they have learnt and I think again if, if they haven't fixed this by next Summer Olympics I'll be very surprised are you one of those that follows follows the as much as I want got the sly look sly look sly look this is Ricardo Montalban get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you in I Don't Buy It this week we are talking about Olympics ads and there have been so many of them we've got we've got a lot to talk about but there has been one series of ads, guys, that I particularly don't buy, and these are the Commonwealth Bank ads with four guys dressed as letters. Uh, one's a C, one's an N, one's a T. There's and no U. No U. No U. No. There's <laughs> there's no U in can't. Yeah. And uh, and they are in London. Uh, there's one that Glenn brought to my attention, Brett, uh, in in particular that has not been aired on television, as far as I understand, but you're going to hear it now. Hey, man. Where's this uh, going through to the uh, women's volleyball? Ladies edition. Hey. Hey, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. Don't look now. There's a guy over the road who just, he just asked us a few times to take his backpack into the stadium. He's sweating profusely. Yeah, the backpack's yeah. like making, like ticking and ticking, making whizzing. Ticking, kind of sound. Yeah. Isn't he with you? No. no. No, Absolutely. Well, it's probably nothing, but you probably should strip search I'll it. I'll need to check this out, obviously. Great. You guys go on through and enjoy your ladies' volleyball. Thank you, we will. Get stuck in there. 
Excuse me, sir. Yeah, hey. Do you mind if I just check your backpack there? Sorry? Your backpack. I need to check your backpack. There's, there's, backpack. No, there's, there's nothing in there. Oh, so. check that, Come with me. What are you doing? Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Can you guys help me, please? Come on, sir. Right, so that is an ad where the three letters C, A, and N are trying to get into ladies' volleyball or women's volleyball, as it should be called. Apparently, uh, they've got their uh, their tickets. They've got there. their tickets, uh, and they bring the T to the attention of a security guard uh, and say that he has a backpack that is ticking. So this is outside a venue. Outside a venue in the street. In London. Hidden type camera look. So, essentially, they are saying that this guy's a terrorist. Yes. By giving a, a, a false accusation just to piss somebody off. The tea. As it, it, is, it is displayed in a, a, an air of Aussie larrikinism. Jokey bulliness, and, and it is, and it is just, it is just bulliness. Now, there's another, there is another Commonwealth Bank ad where uh, the T is particularly negative uh, towards uh, James Magnuson. I don't know if yep. you've seen him swim, Glenn. Uh, he's done some swimming. No, uh, and they force the T off a cliff. I find that one in particularly bad taste as well. There is uh, there, there is one that I've been seeing a lot as well, where uh, the C, the A, and the N are off painting their faces in green and gold, and the T comes in saying that he wants his face painted in the British colours. Uh, they send him outside, and he gets arrested because he has the words "ticket scalper" written on his forehead. That one I just think is nonsensical. None of these ads are good. All of these ads leave a bad taste in my mouth. They are all about bullying and lack of understanding. And they are ads that really turn me off Commonwealth Bank as a, as, as a provider, I have to say. So the first one, obviously, that we've just heard is um, frighteningly bad taste, like because of, obviously, terrorism and London, um, the Olympics, the 7th of the 7th. Um, uh, uh, Jean-Charles de Menezes, uh, the Brazilian yes. yep. traveller who was shot dead on the train. Uh, and the bomb. Uh, so that was terrible, terrible taste. Just, so, yeah, horrible. So that that in itself is incredible. Like how how it could get through is just insane. It, it, it got through on internet somewhere. The other ones though, so it's best not to talk about the terrorism one because it's it's obviously stupid. But the other ones are, are just nasty little ads. They they are. It's, I I think I think the idea of three people forcing a fourth person off a cliff because they don't like him is. Probably the, one of the most violent things I've seen in, in ads outside of a neutral grain ad. The it, it just a horrible bit of bullying. These these are pro bullying ads, and we're supposed to be as the viewer has to. We're on side of the can, like we're laughing along with this bullying. We're supposed to be, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, there there is an entire chapter in the Grapes of Wrath where John Steinbeck really tries to make it clear that the banks aren't at fault for bad things that happen. 
It is it is above and beyond the banks. Commonwealth Bank is doing a lot to say that they actually have the power in this situation. They can make things good or bad for you. The, the, it, it is it, it is a terrible, terrible series of ads. Just just horrible. And I so so I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. So the original uh, can. Can't add was uh, Tony Collette reading probably a, 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 manifest- po- a poem, a poem like a manifesto of what can and can't do. Yeah, uh, people like it. Some people think it's really tedious, whatever. But that's at least a strategy that kind of works. Um, the the bullying strategy. I don't get it. I I actually don't get it. And also. Coupled with that is there's these Metrolites. They are like little posters in bus shelters all around town right now saying, bring home gold, J- uh, James. James. Yes. Um, he didn't bring home gold. It's this a sore point. This is another, this is another thing. Not <laughs> He's gonna, not going to come we're home. We're not going to have him back. This is another thing about uh, advertising and, and sport. There's there's one thing to to be supportive of of athletes, and there's another to build expectations. One of the things I liked about the, uh, do you remember the the uh, Shane Warne Nike ads? Yes, they were they were about this is what makes Shane Warne great. Not these are all the things Shane Warne is going to do, but this is why Shane Warne is a great spin bowler. The Brett Lee ads, like, well, this is why these people are at the peak of their game. Uh, another example of those ads is a, a series of ads during, during this Olympics for Swiss, the vitamins Swiss, company, yes. which, uh, which features, uh, amongst others, Liz Cambage uh, and Cadell Evans, uh, ads that show people at their absolute peak. And they're training. And they are training. They are working hard. They are being supported. And there are shots of other people winning medals uh, into cart. But all we see of the stars of these ads is them training. The work hard. Uh, which goes back to uh, John Richards' great theory is, I don't want to see, to be told someone's good at their job. I want to watch them being good at their job. Yeah. So those, those Swiss ads. Now... They, in a a recent study, have become uh, campaign brief magazine, have found that the Swiss ads, the most effective ads of this campaign. Uh, out of out of I think eight ads listed, uh, Swiss, Cadbury, Commonwealth Bank, Telstra, Telstra Coles, uh, Swiss uh, had forty nine percent approval. Yep. The next was, I think, Telstra with 7%. Uh, about also, 20. 20 sorry, 20, 20%. So, uh, yeah, so it went... Uh, 26%. McDonald's following that on 7%. Come now, back 6%. Now, the Coles interesting 5%. thing about the Telstra ad is it they have the Olympics, but they're not using the Olympics in any way. They're saying... They're talking about people enjoying the Olympics or enjoying being Australian. It's, it's, uh, so it's Colin Hay and lots of different types of grassroots organisations singing Land Down Under. Which, the updated version. Updated version. Which I think is an okay ad, 
but reminds me too much of the Qantas. Yeah. Uh, Still call the Australia home ads with people singing from all, all around the world. I think it's a. I think it's an old idea, and it's been oh, it's been done to death. Was uh, all uh, professional choir? Yes. One version was people around the world. One version was a, a professional choir, or most of the versions were a professional choir. Uh, the the. The ad I really love out of all of these. I mean, the, the Swiss ads are great, and as far as bang for your buck, they've done wonders. Uh, the McDonald's Olympics campaign, I just think, is is beautiful. Is everything that McDonald's advertising should be. It is about family. It is about passion. It is about uh, it is about individuality. Uh, if uh, I'm going to put this ad up on on the the box cutter site, we're going to put all of we'll, them we'll up. put we'll put all of them up. This McDonald's ad I just think is beautiful. This kid just wants to watch the Olympics and does everything he can to stay up late at night watching the Olympics. And 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 that's good because we're all sort of doing that yeah. this week. So yeah, it's a, it's a really nice insight um, and interesting because McDonald's are. Uh, Look, any fast food company associating themselves with the Olympics or any sport... It's a a tough call. (laughs) It's a tough call. Like, KFC and cricket is just like, (laughs) guys, guys, what's going on here? Get yourself a cricketer's box. Yeah, a cricketer's box. I mean, (laughs) wow, fried chicken's never tasted so awkward. (laughs) Um, So... Smell the moist chicken in our cricketer's box. Oh, greasy. That's not grease. It's just the sweat of hard work. It's butt juice. <laughs> butt juice. Oh, you're wearing your box wrong, Brett. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so fast food, fast food companies have, have a hard slog when it comes to advertising uh, with sport. Yep. Yeah, um, but there is an, also an ad that I was just alerted to... Uh, before I left here, that isn't on during the Olympics. Left and, for here, or uh, or left here. Le- I left. left uh, the, dog, the dog ate me. Ate my homework. <laughs> uh, is is by Nike, who their angle on the Olympics was: we're not sponsoring the Olympics because greatness is everywhere. You you you're all sportsmen yourselves and it's a, just a montage of all different young kids and muslims and and um women oh, that's weird how i've said that <laughs> it's just terrible mm, both but, kinds of people yeah, muslims and, and women. women all the minorities both of them <laughs> uh no, anyway it's a, it's a lovely montage of people doing their best and they don't need to do the olympics because it, sport is about you doing your best and achieving which is, which is a great spin. That, like that is that is just perfect from from Nike, and it's exactly the the sort of it's it's within it's keeping within their their brand as well. Look, it's just do it again. Yeah, so clever. So so there are some great ads. Commonwealth Bank has none of them. Gary Postman, I have a letter for you. No, I'm just the postman. 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 Letters to box cutters now, and uh, and we, look, we've ha- we've had a number of uh, of letters to box cutters come through. One from uh, Blake Ashford uh, really just says everything that I want to hear. So I'll read that one out. <laughs> oh, actually, 
do one of you want to read it out and then I'll just pretend like I'm just hearing it. Hey, for the first can time. I read it out? Yeah, yeah, you read yeah, it. Yeah, because I haven't read anything out ever on Box Cutters before. Oh. So this is me being Blake Ashford. Two terrific episodes of Box Cutters. John Clark's insights in what makes good TV and perhaps what is wrong with the commissioning system in Australia were courageous and felt completely true. One of the best interviews I've heard in recent years. And then the newsroom. I love the multi-voice panel feel to it. The ranging across many topics, the lack of a clear conclusion. I'm a fan of Aaron Sorkin, but had decided mainly because of the backlash to give Newsroom a miss. Boxcutter's podcast makes me definitely want to see it. Great work, guys. Oh, thanks, Blake. I'm humbled. No, <laughs> it was nothing. What? <laughs> Uh, we uh, here's, here's one from uh, from uh, David Owens, uh, not David Boxcutter, or one of the many Davids Boxcutter. Hi, Boxcutters. Am I able to access your podcasts that are prior to episode 259? Yes, David, you are. That is my answer to you. But now I have to make fun of you. I use Zoom and an HTTP command to download. Why? Why? Is, is that not the most difficult thing you could possibly do to try to get a podcast? It's just an RSS feed. Just grab it. You get iTunes. You is, could. Is Zoom a thing? Zoom's still a thing. I didn't even realize Zoom was a thing until I saw David's email and then had to look up Zoom. And and it, it seems like Microsoft cancelled the Zoom program but didn't tell anyone at Zoom. Look, he's probably gonna have still, the... It's a website and, and you can still use it. It's probably apparently. the last laugh. He's probably enjoying podcasts more than we are. And it's probably better than my iPod or whatever I've quite, got. Quite possibly. I've, I've no, sent him Microsoft. I've sent him a link uh, to, to be able to find all of the episodes of, of Box Cutters. They are all available on the website at boxcutters.net. If you want any particular episode of Box Cutters, you just have to type in uh, boxcutters.net slash episode and then the episode number. So this one would be boxcutters.net slash episode 314 and you'll find this week's episode. If you go to boxcutters.net slash episode one, that'll take you to the first ever episode of Box Cutters. Back when Jesus was a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just G- Jesus in short pants yeah. before he started wearing those dresses. <laughs> you like that. Uh, and uh, and lastly, put a call out uh, on Facebook because uh, you can uh, be a fan or like us or whatever that is. Oh, I feel so dirty saying that, but you can uh, if you're on if you're on the Facebook and you want to stay in touch with Box Cutters, uh, you can find Box Cutters podcast there. Uh, put a call out on that page uh, asking if uh, anybody wants to give some feedback. And Chad Lockwood. Longtime friend of, uh, of Box Cutters said, I, I don't know if I missed something, but I don't remember hearing anything about your trip to South by Southwest, apart from the live podcast where apparently Josh killed awake. Did you get a decent turnout? Did you have any listeners turn up? Just wondering. We really appreciate your, uh, your comments on the Facebook page, Chad, and uh, we'll try to get you those answers as soon as possible. If you watch one thing, Hi, so quickly, because clearly this has gone on a long time, unless John's cut a lot of, lot of stuff out. If I was going to watch one thing this week, it would be Archer, twice on ABC2. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <sighs> I love Archer so much. So it is it is on, it is repeated uh, every Friday night at 11, uh, around 11 o'clock on ABC2. Uh, but it is also, it also airs 9pm on Tuesdays, if you want to watch it the first time around. Archer. I love it. I love it so much. Beautiful show. Glenn. Uh, 
on Jam next week after the Olympics. Don't know the time or the place, but uh, Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations, oh. the greatest food travel documentary series I've ever seen. Oh, is it documentary? Whatever series I've ever it's seen. Documentaries. He is he's a much better food talker and writer than he is chef, I believe. Correct. Um, and it's a new series, I think, straight into the new stuff oh, that fantastic. he's doing for CNN, I think. So, so that's going to be after the repeats of James Magnuson not winning correct. the medal. Yeah. Now, listeners might have already seen this. It is a repeat, but I haven't caught it, and I'm inspired having watched uh, Sherlock, all six episodes thereof. It's uh, Who Do You Think You Are? At last. Yeah. Martin Freeman. Ah, nice. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Is that SBS? It's on SBS on uh, Tuesday night, 7.30. Great. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. Hey, um, I, I was uh, showing a friend who's uh, new in town, new in the country. Uh, a friend who is not me. A friend who is not you. Um, uh, the little uh, ABC app on my phone. Uh, going to check the Rage playlist. and It hasn't been updated since June or July. Really? What is going on with the ABC's Rage uh, website? I, d- I don't know, but I know some people who work at Rage. I'll uh, I'll, I'll touch base with them and, and find out. I was so. very disappointed not to be able to find out who was guest programming it on uh, Saturday night. I'll, uh, I'll save you time. Give them a playlist. They played lots of Smashing Pumpkins. Too much, too much Smashing Pumpkins. I didn't even watch it, but I'm sure they did. <laughs> 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 that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 314. I want to say thanks very much to... 314, our pie episode. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, until we do 3,142. <laughs> well spotted. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, until next... Uh, uh, thanks to everyone. Whatever. Hi. <laughs> Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm Glenn, the Olympics, Peters. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week, same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards and help from Courtney Hocking and Dave Lawson. John Richards edited this episode. Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff. He's good that way. We'd like to thank 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, for letting us use their studios to record this podcast. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps keep the show alive and makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there. So, Glenn, you'll, you'll be aware of this. Uh, Brett won't. Uh, yes. But last week on the show I had uh, a, a fake person doing the credits uh, on, on box cutters. I was like a little robot. It was a little robot. <laughs> Little, cute little robot. Cute little robot doing, doing the credits. Now, this little robot, you can't put too much words in her mouth. <laughs> so Is that, that all you call it? <laughs> I, had to, I had to do it like 10 words at a time.
uh, and then and then splice it all together. But it sounds it it sounds pretty natural. I think at, at some point uh, we are all going to be just re- replaced by robots. I think pretty pretty much everybody. There there are some voices that you just could not replace with robots. Like who? Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters. <laughs>